in our path to success, we often think we can just bypass failure, rejection, loss. And in fact, you can't. The currency and the investment to, to get to the next level are some of these three things failure, rejection, unworthiness, all of those things. You have to feel these negative emotions to get to the next level. Welcome to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your fullest potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Royce, and today we are talking about something called the success spiral, but more specifically, how to use the success spiral to keep succeeding in the thing that you're doing or the thing that you're trying to win. So the reason why I, I want to talk about this is because some of my clients, but also some of my coaches that I'm helping win in different areas have a really distorted perspective of success. And it's in their successes of health, number one, but also successes in their wealth or maybe successes in their relationships. And once I'm able to really describe the different parts to this and what the actual graph might actually look like for them in these different areas, they're able to more clearly define, number one, where they're at, and because they're, they know where they're at, they have more practical tools to move to the next step and to keep moving forward so they can improve and they can succeed. So in the way I was best describing this to one of my clients is, have you ever watched a football game? And one of my clients were like, yeah, of course. I watch it all the time. And more specifically, I want to talk about more of like what you're doing when you are watching it in TV. You know, we're seeing the whole play, number one, run. Right, the, the, the quarterback hikes the ball. We see the wide receiver, right? The person that catches the ball, he's, 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 he's moving really fast. And you can see him open on one side of the screen. And then the quarterback throws it, and it's like two feet off. And then we're like flipping the TV off. I'm like, why couldn't you catch that ball? Why couldn't you throw that ball? It was so easy. It was so open, right? And I feel a lot of people have distorted perception of of how difficult that particular scenario actually was. And the best way I can explain it is, do you even know what these people look like when you're standing right next to them? And they're like, I don't know. It was like, on TV, they look like ants. They look like nothing. But back in college, where I was doing a lot of the nutrition stuff, I, I had the opportunity to work with some of these football players. And you know, I'm, I'm on the stands, and I'm watching them. I'm like, man, this is cool. This is sweet. And like... Ooh, I think I can play. And then I and then as I started to kind of walk closer and getting closer to the to the players, you start to realize that these players are twice your size, both like the vertical way but also the horizontal way. You're like, "Oh my gosh. I can't even see anybody over them." Right? I like if I was trying to throw a ball number 1, I'd have to like jump to throw the ball to, or just like just throw the ball and just hopefully it hits somebody. That was one of the things. The other part was like, 
I would I would just run away, run run outside so I don't get hit by one of these trucks. So my perspective of number one playing football has really changed because I just I just never really understood the size differences and how strong you have to be, how physically built you have to be to be able to do this. Now I'm not saying you have to be physically built to succeed. I just really want to look at this success component. If you're trying to win into something, to really just have a better, more realistic expectation of what success is. Because it's not as just easy as throwing the ball two feet to the left so they can make the catch. There's a lot more into that, right? So that's like the perspective that that we all see. And that's why a lot of a lot of us are not winning or we're just or, or we're just constantly losing. Or maybe just trajectory, just like declining in health, in your wealth, in your relationships. So once we really uncover this, hopefully you guys can really change the game, start winning, and um, you can just give me like a fist bump if it does work for you. Cool? All right, so guys, if you haven't shared, like, subscribe, make sure to do that. It does help us reach more and more people. Every week it does grow by a little bit which I'm super proud of. Even though I didn't shoot one last week, I'm sorry about that, I was a little bit busy, but hopefully this will work, okay? So, guys, with that said, let's get right into it. Now, the first part is first kind of creating an image of what success looks like in a graph. And instead of success looking like um, the stocks, you know, when it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, which, which is, for the most part, true, right? I want to just change that a little bit and turn them into like these little spirals, right? If you unwind like a uh, slinky, right? If you unwind a slinky and then just kind of pulled it up to create like a positive correlation, like lift it up with your right hand and then take the left hand and make sure that left hand is at the very bottom, you'll see these like mini spirals and mini circles. That is what the success spiral looks like. Okay, not, it might not be that linear, perf- perfect linear, but over time it's going to be very positive correlation, especially if you know these parts. And if you guys download the worksheet for today, you'll see what that looks like, and there'll, there'll be questions, and there'll be stuff that we talk about over here. So hopefully you guys can download that, and you can learn way more, and you can show it to someone, and you can reteach them, and hopefully they win because of it. Okay, so. So first download that worksheet, that's important. And, and, and really this whole, this whole part is to really understand the success as a spiral. Now part two to, part two to this is, is uh, really labeling those, those parts. Now in, like in that little sl- slinky, there's so many different circles, right? We're just gonna highlight one particular circle. So we're gonna take that circle and we're gonna, we're gonna just move it to the side and then we're gonna label four parts to this. Okay, the first part to this is failure. Okay, so we all know what this failure part kind of looks like and what kind of feels like. It hurts. You don't want to be there because it just sucks, right? That failure can feel like rejection. That failure can be like a loss in your investment or your wealth. That can also be like a health loss. Maybe you're sicker, maybe you're injured, right? That's what normally failure kind of feels like, right? But under that failure, a lot of times there's a lot of lessons learned. We're learning lessons. We're getting wisdom. We're asking questions from other people. And and then from that failure, it normally propels us 
to something called the growth phase, which, which is where a lot of learning is happening, a lot of lessons are happening, but also a lot of application. So we take those lessons and the learning and we apply it and we get better and better and better. And we do this for a period of time, you eventually are propelled to the next phase of this, which is success, right? You're experiencing success for the time being. Now now you're, you're applying all those lessons and learning and, and all of these things are happening all at once and you're winning. And it's, and it's exciting, number one. And a lot of times you just kind of feel you're just like, yeah. You just feel like, you just feel like, just, you just feel like a, a jolt of thunder, thunder just kind of just going through your body. That's what success feels like. That's what the winning feels like. And immediately after success, especially if you're just constantly just winning, a lot of times you just kind of get complacent, which is the, the, the final piece of this cycle. We're complacent, so we're not practicing as much, we're not learning as much, we're not applying as much, we're not studying the game. You know, we get kind of, kind of bored a little bit, so you might do something else and you're not practicing, and then eventually you lose, right? There's a, there's a loss in, in your health, maybe there's a loss in your finances, or there's a loss in your relationships. This happens a lot with, with people's fitness. And I see this all the time. You know, people are winning, they're learning so much, and they're practicing, and then they get cocky, they lost 10, 15 pounds. You know, they're like, you know, I'm just gonna drink a beer today. You know, I'm just gonna skip my mobility. You know, I'm not really gonna care about my weight. I'm just gonna start to ego lift. And then bam, they tweak a back or or um or pull a hamstring or something else, and then they're experiencing loss, or maybe they're gaining weight again, right? So now they're experiencing their loss through from that complacency. And you repeat this cycle over and over again. And you can apply this to fitness. You can apply this to your relationships. If you're, if you're just recently married, right? And then you get married and then you're kind of complacent. You're just like, whatever. And then you don't do anything cool. You don't grow together. You don't, and, and all this stuff cycles. And, and I hope you guys can really understand that for yourself, that every every part of your life whether it's your relationships health or your wealth all these four parts apply okay one of the big parts for today is to really identify those parts for those areas of your life so you can understand how to keep succeeding in them if you want to if you if you're if you're whatever you're complacent that's fine i'm not going to judge but oftentimes you'll find failure right right next to it so so part three to this, guys, is once you really start to identify the parts, I want you to really consider that you don't have to live in the complacency part, in the failure part. You can actually shorten that cycle of complacency and failure. And I'm going to talk about how to do that in particular. So you can, you can shorten it. You can't skip it. People think you can skip failure, loss, rejection, and it's not. You can't skip and you can shorten it, but unfortunately you can't just like skip to the next step. Even complacency. Complacency will hit. You know, contentness will hit. And I recommend it. You think it should be at peace certain times. But staying there might be destructive. And you might experience failure. Or just be okay that you know what? There's gonna be a low here soon, but I know exactly what to do. That's fine too. Okay? But there are ways to shorten those two cycles, complacency cycle and also the failure cycle. And the way you can do that, okay, for number one first, how to get out of complacency. There, here are three ways to get out of complacency. 
Number one, once you successfully win or do something right or you, you gain that financial bonus or you get to that 20-pound weight loss or you are like, you just got married, right? You want to make sure you find another mountain right away. And what I mean by that is find another goal, a goal maybe that's a year ahead, five years ahead. Shoot, I'll even create goals that, are, that I think are kind of impossible, you know, because the the, the, my whole excitement is attached to reaching things that are, that are impossible. And it's just longer. I don't have to find the next mountain. But if I do a smaller hill, I'll have to find the next hill and the next hill, which is a good strategy as well. But once you, once you accomplish that mountain, find another mountain right away. That's how you can shorten that complacency time, right? The second way you can, you can shorten this complacency time is really surround yourself with other mountain climbers, okay? And what I mean by that is like other people that are trying to win, other people that are trying to grow. And it doesn't even have to be in the same field. Right? They might be like if you're in the gym, they might try they they might want to get stronger in one area, but you just want to lose weight, but you can tell they're working so hard. A lot of their drive will spill into you. Right? In other ways, if they really want to be amazing in the relationship, sometimes that really inspires you to improve in number one, maybe in your own relationships, but maybe it's relationships with your kids, relationships with your coworkers. It really drives you. So surrounding yourself with other mountain climbers will shorten that cycle for you. That's why it's so important to find groups that are driven, right? There are groups that are slower that will pull you down. In fact, I call them kind of like the, I guess, the opposite of mountain climbers. They're like grave diggers. They dig the graves and you're like, let's jump in. Let's hang out down there, right? There's also those groups. I, I I would stay away from some of those groups. And you know those groups because they're always lowballing your success. And some of these people might be your closest friends. They might be your family members. Why do you have to work so hard? Why do you work out so many times? You already have a good body, right? Why do you have to work? Why do you have to do another call in an hour? Right? You've already done this many times. So, so those are going to be people, some, some people that are going to be grave diggers for you, right? And um, you don't have to completely neglect them out of your life, but surround yourself with other, more people that are mountain climbers than, than the actual grave diggers because, uh, because some of them are cool, right? But just take their advice with a grain of salt. And the next one, and this is something that I'm working on. I think the, the problem with me being complacent oftentimes is not because of the complacency itself. A lot of times... I never commit to celebrate the win that I have in a, in a huge way. I never celebrate. And it's a huge problem that I see a lot of people do. They, they, they hit this amazing milestone and they're just like, whatever, I'm good. No big deal. They've never celebrated it, right? And I never really, I, I never really, number one, I always was like, no, it's not a big deal. You just move on to the next one. But what happens is, is you become so complacent because you're just like so burnt out, you didn't celebrate. Like if you think of it as creating habits, one of the important pieces to creating a habit is reward. And if you if you refuse to take the reward, a lot of time your brain will not wire to come back to do that same activity. Your brain will not want to do all that painful stuff that you just did and the lessons you just learned 
to get that one win. So one of the biggest ways to get out of complacency is to really commit to celebrate the win when you actually succeed, right? And then move on. I know it's crazy, but once you do that, you can move on to the next one, okay? Don't celebrate forever, right? That can be detrimental too. I see that. I think that was one of my biggest fears. I was like, I'm just going to keep celebrating. I got, I hit this milestone. I'm just going to have 50 cheat meals. You know, I just hit this milestone. I'm going to go buy myself X amount of clothes, whatever, right? Celebrate it in a big way and then move on to the next mountain. And those are the big three, guys. Find another mountain right away. Surround yourself with other mountain climbers and then really commit to celebrate. That's a big one, okay? Now, once you're... You, once you shorten this complacency cycle, oftentimes you're just rushing yourself into something called the failure phase, right? And the failure phase might not even feel like it's failure. It might be rejection for some of you. It might be a, be a health loss for some of you, right? It might be financial loss for some of you. So, so just because I say failure, it can, it can manifest into any, any really negative emotion, right? Uh, that's, that's really what what you're getting yourself into. It can even be embarrassment, right? You can even feel like it's um, uh, guilt or any of these negative emotions. Like you're naturally just going to go into those negative emotions that we don't necessarily want to feel. So one way to get out of this emotion right away is to number one, stop avoiding it entirely, right? In our path to success, we often think we can just bypass failure, rejection, loss. And in fact, you can't. The currency and the investment to to get to the next level are some of these three things. Failure, rejection, unworthiness, all of those things. You have to feel these negative emotions to get to the next level. Right? And that's just that's just that's just how it is. And at least from the Years that I've been really trying to grow as an entrepreneur, years that I've been trying to grow as an athlete, years that I've been trying to grow in my relationships, I have experienced more and more and more of those. And my relationships tend keep to keep growing. My fitness has massively increased, right? My entrepreneurship has massively increased the more I experience this. So by avoiding it, by avoiding these negative emotions, you will hinder your growth towards whatever you're trying to do. So one of the biggest ways to stay in that failure is to just trying to avoid the negative emotions. You need to welcome it. And the way that I explain this to people is physically in fitness, when you are trying to get your legs bigger, I mean, there is a certain amount of volume you need to do, right? But you can't just expect to squat the the empty PVC pipe and expect your legs to grow. It's just not going to work. In fact, a lot of times it gets smaller and it gets thinner just to adapt to an endurance body type, right? But in order for it to be bigger, we need to put some wheels on there. We need to put weights. You need to grab a dumbbell. You need to grab a barbell. And underneath that load, a lot of times there's this, it's painful, right? Your legs are burning. your, your, Your knees are shaking. Your back is trying to collapse and you have to like hold your core tight. And it's really uncomfortable, and that's that's the physical negative negative feeling that you get under duress. But that's that's necessary. You know, that's almost everyone knows that that's just what it feels like. 
But what if the negative emotions that you're experiencing throughout success is the same is the same as the barbell? It's the same as the weights. And once you really start to consider that it's part of the process to build my character and to build my strength is when you really start to succeed. Okay, so number one, stop avoiding the negative emotion. Number two, once you identify, okay, these negative emotions is you need to redefine these negative emotions in your own way. So you need to reframe it in your own way, right? And I'm just going to give you a couple of different ways you can do this. That's why this is so important. I think I did an episode on reframing. But if you wanted to reframe, reframe failure, you really just need to start having a narrative that maybe failure is an indication of progress, right? Failure is the most valuable data point, right? Just really changing these narratives about failure. The other one can be rejection. Maybe instead of rejection is all about you, maybe rejection is the universe's way of protecting you from, from people hurting you, right? Maybe rejection is, it's, is, is the universe's way protecting you from people that you don't want in your life, okay? You don't want as a client, right? You don't want as a friend. So really just changing that, okay? Maybe this rejection is, is, uh, is, is what's necessary to find the perfect client, right? The perfect husband, the perfect wife, the best friend. I'm willing to go through 10 really crappy relationships to find that perfect one. And the way, and you know, and, and, and the way I think this is true is I talked to one of my mentors. He was my life coach. His name is Jim. I know you guys know Jim. But he's been through a lot of relationships, and, I, and, and he's been in a really large divorce uh, later in his age when he was in his 40s or 50s, right? And um, it was the hardest time of his life when he went through that divorce. And then I asked him, hey, really quick question. Would you go, and, and, and would you, would you go through all of that again to find the woman that you have now? And then he was like, oh, yeah. And I would go through it a hundred times to just find her. So it really just gives you the perspective of how much you can actually handle and reframing what these rejections mean. Because you can take these negative emotions and you can keep you where you're complacent and you feel like you're losing. Or you can reframe these emotions to propel you to growth, right? To learning, to wisdom. And that's like, that's the whole point point of redefining these negative emotions right these attacks are your advantages to whatever you're trying to do so you got to be able to reframe them and that's how you do it right so once you once you start to reframe them guys you need to start to reflect on these negative emotions and the way you can reflect is number one gather as much information have you lost Gather information of how you injured your back or your knee. Gather as much information as how you lost 10, 20, 30, $100,000, right? Gather all that information and then, and then farm the lessons, whether it's the lessons that you've, you've just personally experienced or maybe lessons from others that, that, that's really paved the path that's gone through the same thing. And then you're going to use those lessons and use that information to really create wisdom from it. And then that wisdom, 
and that lesson and that information is going to propel you right into the growth phase, which we all love and care about, right? The growth phase is the be better phase, by the way, guys. And this is my favorite phase, the phase of growing, the phase of grinding, the phase where it's your rocky scene, right? The sweat phase. So, so that's, that's really when it comes down to getting out of failure or shortening that cycle. You can't avoid it. Okay, the step one is to just number one, just really stop avoiding the negative emotions. It's part of the process, guys. When you consider that it's maybe the barbell on the rack or the barbell on the bar or, or the weight on the barbell, then, you'll, then you're like, okay, this is part of the process. Now, once you understand and you accept it, now you can start to redefine these negative emotions and then reframe it, farm the wisdom, farm the information, farm the lessons, and then move on move on to growth phase okay so hopefully that gives you guys some practical ways to get out of complacency number one and uh also to get out of failure as quick as you can because if you can do this over and over and over and over and over again and you can stack all of these failures your complacencies over and over and over again it's really where you just start winning you, t- you give me anyone that's very, very successful in any part of their life, I'm going to show you a person that has failed more than you have your entire life. 100%. 100% believe that. Okay? So here are the action plans today, guys. Number one, I, I, will, I will create a worksheet. I'll do the worksheet right now. Download the worksheet for today so you can re- really better understand the success spiral and its parts. And also, it'll give you an opportunity to really identify where you are, and then you can use our practical things that we talked about, those three ways you can practically move and shorten the cycle so you can continually win, right? And then just really do the action plans listed on the worksheet and depending on on really where you are. And the last piece, guys, if you guys like this episode, if you learned something, if it made you smile or if you made you hate me or I offended you in any way, That's also good too. Make sure you uh, comment. I'd enjoy that. But guys, as always, I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Love you. Be better. Peace.